1: Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Bite podcast. I'm Steve Today is Monday, July 24th. I am back after a nice week away, spending time chasing my kids around the house because it's been raining and they've been carbon fever and that's something that I need to deal with. Don't worry about it. It's nothing to do with you, right? just need to get off my chest before I start. I feel like a little mini rant there. But yeah, I'm going to be talking about Liverpool news. Really, I'll be honest, most of it's going to be related to the friendly, the 4-4 that we've just had against, and I think I'm pronouncing it, the Firth. I apologise if I've got that wrong. I don't even know. But before we get onto that friendly, I want to talk about Paulinho. Yes, the Fulham midfielder was linked over the weekend with a move to Liverpool. And as luck would have it, and especially Liverpool, luck and midfielders, he's now injured. The... He was playing centre-half for Fulham and he's done his shoulder and basically it looked like a bad one and if Liverpool were interested in him, you've got to believe that might be the end of it. You know, um, Marco Silva, speaking after the game, said that it doesn't look good and he reckons it's serious. He has, Hopefully it's not too serious, but he's, it's a shoulder and he's probably dislocated. it. He's going to go and get a scan. But yeah, if Liverpool were interested in Paulinho and they were going to try and sign him this summer, well, it looks like that one might be off the card. So I had a feeling that Liverpool might, you know, if they were going to go and sign two midfielders, they could have went and got someone like Romeo Lavia, who's been linked and can be someone you can build towards in the future. You might not want to play him straight away, but he's got a very high ceiling. He's someone that you can have in your squad now and try to develop further and further. So that he can become an absolute star player. But in the meantime, if you want a more... And maybe sure thing. I don't know if that's the, the right terminology, but Pauline is obviously um, mid twenty, well, late twenties now. Of course, international player. He's had a really good season at Fulham. I thought that there was, there was scope for the people to probably maybe sign both for those players. Whether this, whether I mean that could that could be absolute fallacy from my behalf, and it might not have been something he was interested in. But even if he was, and he you know he's been on a lot of um, journalist lists, all the journalists have been you know tipped off it seems of of the potential midfield targets that Liverpool have got as we head towards the Singapore leg of the pre-season Paulini was definitely on all of them but now given the fact he looks like that's a bad one and it's to show that you'd be you'd be shocked now if he was ready to start the season I don't think Liverpool would want to sign a player, even though, even if they're pretty sure he's good and they've got no real worries about him in terms of quality. You don't want to bring a player in. He gets no real pre-season, haven't been injured in a friendly for Fulham. And then you've got to try and acclimatise him to a side who's already been through it all and you're already adapting to new players and a new system. I think Liverpool will want that work done. You know, it's not that long now until we play Chelsea. It's only about a couple of weeks or three, three or so weeks. And I think whoever lip will get the one in sooner rather than later. Again, at time of recording, we're still waiting for Fabinho and Jordan Henderson's moves uh, to to Saudi Arabia to be confirmed. And as and when they are officially confirmed, I think we might see some movements on midfielders. I, I actually quite like Pauline. I thought he would have been a good option, a good short-term option. But given the shoulder issue, it feels like that one's one that we can kind of put to the side. So if it is going to be a and again, he's the one is being most linked at the moment in time. I think, um, Fabrizio Romano said, um, recently, but today actually, that he's still definitely a name to watch. Liverpool like him. They just don't want to pay the 50 million pounds. They've, they've been in constant contact with his representatives, but there's a, there's a fee that Liverpool don't want to pay to Southampton. So, if it is going to be Lavia, and um, you know, if you follow the breadcrumbs, Southampton have just been linked with another move. They've already signed one midfielder at a young from City. Hamza Choudhry of Leicester City is now being linked with Southampton. So, maybe they are doing a bit of restocking, knowing perhaps that Lavia is going to go. I still thought it could, have, it should be Lavia and one other more experienced player. I, if it was someone who's played in the Premier League and was of a quality, like Pelinia, I think is that, then it would have been bonus. But it does look like if it's going to be Lavia, if they are going to go elsewhere, Pelinia, yeah. That, that shoulder injury, unfortunately for him and potentially for Liverpool as well, as um has probably kicked that one down the road. And into given his age, again, I don't know exactly how um how how concrete the interest was in him. But age twenty eight, if he was going to get that big move, would it have been this summer? You know, he's, he's only just turned twenty eight to get you. You could still get him next year. Somebody at twenty nine or whatever. It just feels like that's a really ill-timed injury for him in terms of his um, his prospects. He's well, listen, he can go and play for Fulham this year. I'm sure Fulham are going to have a good season, so it's not all doom and gloom. But yeah, it looks like a move for him is off the cards. Uh, I mentioned the friendly earlier today. that Liverpool played over in Germany this time behind closed doors. Although for a behind closed doors game, there seems to be a lot of people in the stands. And um, as we watched it on LFC TV, go those of us who did. Obviously, Paul did the watch along we had it on upstairs in the office. Just want to touch upon some of what I think were the key points from that from that game, really, for those of you who have seen it or maybe didn't have the chance to catch it and uh, just want a bit of a summary. 4-4, it was a crazy game, but it was two completely different Liverpool sides. Obviously, they they, had much changed 11 from the first half to the second half. In the first half, obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold continued playing as the number six. He had Cody Gakpo and Alexis McAllister in midfield alongside with him, and I was impressed by actually all three of those. It was interesting that Gapho, I think, was more more left-hand side, McAllister on the right, but I was very impressed with Gapho. And I do think he's definitely an option there at, at times. I wouldn't be shocked if Liverpool do deployment certain games in that role. I thought that was another key point. That's a couple of pre-season games that we've seen him in there now again. It's a little bit similar to Alexander-Arnold. Liverpool are short of legs in midfield options. Obviously, Fabinho didn't travel Jordan Henderson was, was sent home from the campies for trying to sort his move out. Thiago's not quite ready. Stefan Pichetti isn't quite ready. Um, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott played in the second half, but they weren't available, obviously, to play 90 minutes, as, as nobody is. So it might be a case of needs, must for both Alexander Arndt and for Gakpo, but I must admit I did like Gappo in that, in that role. Um, Quality sleep is essential.
0: That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
1: In terms of other stand performances from the first half, I thought young Ben Doak again, electric. He's still got a little bit of work to do when he gets to you know a bit of end product and a bit of polishing. But I've heard talk about maybe Liverpool sending him out on loan. I wholeheartedly would disagree with that. I think he should be in and around the squad. I'm not actually that, Bob. If he's six choice, playing certain games, maybe Europa League games, or come off the bench in certain Premier League games, if Liverpool are touch wood doing, doing the business, I'd be fine with that. I think he's... He's got to be polished, and there's like I say, there's work to do on the end product, but his pace, is electric, his fearlessness, his ability to beat a man. Like I say, he has to work on the last final, but that'll come. He's- a very young lad, but I wouldn't be considering any low moves for Ben Doak. I would definitely keep him around. He can work with Liverpool. Who better to learn from in terms of end products than you know one of the great greatest right hand side players in the history of the game, in the history of this, especially at least in the Premier League, Mo Salah in front of one of the, you know the one of the club's greatest ever players? Go and learn from Mo Salah in terms of end product. But I was I was very, very impressed with Ben Doak. I was also glad that Luis Diaz obviously opened the scoring, and I think that. I've had a bit of not so much stick. People, a few people question me, Like I, I made the comment, and I don't. I don't think he gets in Liverpool's best eleven at this moment in time. I would go Salah, Gappo, um, and Jota, and it's mainly for the output. I think those three in particular have more goals and assists in their game. Now Diaz has shown at glimpses. He had his last season at Porto. He, he started hitting really good numbers. He had a decent return before he got injured for Liverpool last season. But if he can, if he can score goals like he scored today with close control, good dribbling, and an excellent finish. By all means, that's a great sign for the Reds. I think he knows himself. He probably needs to improve the numbers and he certainly showed a knife for that in that in that, um, in that that first half. Moving on to the second half, like I say, a lot of changes. A lot of young players coming. Liverpool changed the entire back four and the goalkeeper. And let's start with the negatives then. I think that really did show. I thought Liverpool were, Liverpool's defending was really, really poor. I don't want to... Um, over egg pre-season, really. It is what it is. They've probably had, you know, they've had training sessions. It was Gerald a Joel Matip. Obviously, Joe Gomez played right back and Costas Timokas left back with Adrian in goal. And I don't think any of those five players covered themselves in much glory, like I say. Don't read too much into it, but I, what a, I'm keeping an eye on Joel Matip. I'm keeping an eye on Joel Mata, but don't think he had a particularly good season last year. He wasn't great in the first pre-season friendly. wasn't great again today. Again, he's an older player, and who knows? He's he's, had, he's probably had double sessions and all this kind of stuff, and he's playing with, you know, the, the protection in front wasn't was hardly ideal. You know, it was a young team that Liverpool had out, but it was just something that of, was definitely something to keep an eye on. Was Mata Gomez Simakas Neither of those, either of those three, really covered themselves in too much glory, and I don't think Adrian did much to save. He actually made one very good save, but the reason that the the first goal goes in was a a dreadful pass to I think was Young McConnell when he was marked, and it was you know he should know better than that by now. Obviously, Keller didn't play; he he got on the pitch um, in in the previous game. In this game, it was Adrian and Pitaluga who who shared um, in some of that second half performance. But yeah, just. Again, don't overreact to friendlies. They're just friendlies. is what it is. But there is there is I, I am keeping an eye on Joel Matter. I have got a couple of concerns about him if truth be told. Having said that, there were some positives as well. Darwin Nunez gets another another two goals. He also set Mo Salah up. He could have he could have actually won the game very late on if, if it wasn't for a very good save by the goalie with a late header. But obviously Darwin Nunez wearing the pills number nine shirt now scored. I always thought with Darwin that it is um his issue was that if it was instinctive he was sound with it if he had to think about it he wasn't great um, it was really good to see that on both of his goals he had to think about both of them so the first one he goes around the keeper after the lovely ball from Mohamed Salah and skips around him and scores excellent play um, and then like I say the second goal he gets played through ball over top he, his first touch to sell the defender short is brilliant and then a very composed finish Again, it's only preseason. It's a it's a, a a two Bundesliga side. I'm very much aware of that, but I, that it does look like Darwin's been working potentially on slowing things down and just trying to get himself a bit more cool, a bit more calm, a bit more composed. There's definitely something there between him and Mohamed Salah. They link up really, really well. Obviously, we've seen it plenty of times already in this preseason. There was a couple of glimpses of it last season. Obviously, the Real Madrid game is the shining example. There's something there between those two. It looks like they want to. You know, they've got an understanding and Darwin. I've been saying for a while as it stands he's he's the fifth in the pecking order out of the five forward players we've got in my personal opinion but that can easily change he's been given the number nine he's linking up with the best player that can't hurt him but that was really really impressive to see that was was the main talking point of what was a, a frantic quite bizarre second half really that was quite comical at times and a bit bit weird I, can, I think there was definitely some tired legs involved for both sides but I thought that Darwin Nunez Mo Salah link up was something that we can definitely keep an eye on and like I say last pre-season Darwin found it a little bit tough and I think he, he referenced that himself with his, with his social media activity he shouldn't be feeling it he shouldn't be feeling any negativity so far this year because he's, he's already on the goal hunt so yeah that they were my main takeaways from the friendly like I say if you want to head over to the YouTube channel Paul did the watch along if you want to skip to the end after full time there's a bit more analysis there for from from Paul in terms of what Liverpool did well, what he didn't do, etc. But those were my main takeaways from that game. Um, before I want to before I shoot off, guys, just want to let you know that our brand new limited edition book, Bobby Firmino, you know, the best in the world, is available now to pre-order. It's an app absolutely superstar book if you go and check out all our socials and I'm not just bragging I did the right part of it but I'm not doing that It's the, the graphics are amazing the content is absolutely unbelievable some really really excellent articles from Paul and Dan as well as myself um, it just looks back on a on creative an absolute legend of Liverpool Footy Club stories stats, some amazing pictures and artwork from some of the best Liverpool FC designers on the planet some absolutely belting ones there so if you want to go and get one it's available for pre-order right now over at redmenmerch.com and if you you want to keep up to date with all the latest transfer news gossip rumors we've got you covered that as well both on red men tv's youtube channel here on this very podcast feed and over on redmenplus.com as well yeah i had neil jones in for journal insights on there we spoke a little bit about Paulinho and lipos plans going forwards with that injury that is there for you as well so yeah red for your book redmenplus.com for all your amazing amazing LipPill content and we'll be back with another episode of bite SARS on tuesday see you in a bit